Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode, I'm going to guess 262 or three of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day is Thursday, November 30th, last day of the month, 2023. And uh, it's going to be a, a warm day here at the Beaver Lodge. I think we're going to get up to close to seven or eight, uh, which means that the little bit of snow we got yesterday should probably be melted at some point later. And uh, that's good because uh, I had a couple of things left to do to prepare stuff for next season, like cut down the peonies, you know, and give it some food and put some leaves on top of it. And well, it's kind of hard to do if there's snow on the ground. So this will probably be your last chance uh, if you you live down in the, at least the sort of the Kingston sort of area for this, uh, this season. So uh, if you've got some stuff to do today and tomorrow will be your day to do it. And I hope uh, that things are beautiful in your part of the nation today. I am your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. A big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. And for those of you who are wondering, again, it was a very, very short night this time because my beaver sweetie sometime around four in the morning decided he was going to snore like a freight train and woke me up, even though I had earplugs in. It was that loud. <laughs> so if um, I'm not as loud as I usually am, please forgive me. My voice is actually really, really, really tired today. Um, but before we do anything else, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask, how's your mental health doing today, sir? Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. My mental health is, um, it's, yeah, it's there. Um, uh just um i'm not i've been i've not been feeling physically well for the last few days either my stomach has been terribly upset and i almost feel like i have a flu but i don't know i wake up every morning feeling hungover and i've had nothing to drink yep that's, that's the worst really right now yeah. <laughs> like you know if i'm gonna feel this way i'd like to at least have earned the right to feel this way instead of just feeling this way but here i am you know it's just hell so ginger tea and no coffee because my stomach can't handle it right now so yep uh just water today for me in the cup kits just water today uh so we're uh, saving some money in the emergency hydration fund for another occasion <laughs> all no, right indeed. um lots of uh actually yesterday was not a slow news day finally i guess or not finally anyway maybe be careful what you wish for i guess <laughs> yes. but um it was 
kind of a good news day. In fact, the prime minister is having a rather um, good two weeks and the opposition has been having a rather bad two weeks. Uh, in the past few weeks, uh, we've had reports that inflation is back down to 3.1%. Um, of course, mostly because of uh, gas again. So, But it's still, if the price of gas is going down, then it kind of makes it weird again to hear PP screaming about carbon tax. Ah, it's crippling us. The price of gas goes up and down in a month more than the carbon tax goes up in a year. Right. Um, but that was good. And that number keeps on going down. Food inflation is also down. It's still too high, but it's down from 5.8% to 5.4%. And it's going in the right direction. If it keeps going in that direction by the time we get to election day, right, he's not going to have that dead horse to beat anymore. So he's putting a lot of capital into that. He put a lot of capital in the housing file and Sean Fraser's going all over the place and getting the respect and the love of the mayors while he's threatening to punish them and calls them the biggest gatekeeper. So that's not going well for him. Then Terror Boy got up and claimed, ah, the sky is falling. Why didn't the prime minister keep us safe? And well, that turned out to be BS. And then he just went all MGTOW on a journalist. So yeah. that didn't work out well for him and doubled down on it. Then he betrayed Ukraine over and over and over. In committee, there was a vote on the free trade agreement, and all the conservatives on the committee voted against it. Again, somebody printed, um, published this uh, this thing on the Twitter that I, I will find, but basically a tsar is born. And that's, yes, that would be T-S or Z-A-R, how you spell it. Uh, then, um, I mean, he's exploiting the misery of others all over the place for personal gain. And that's not a good look. And then um, he's been saying that, uh, well, you know, the government's not, you know, Israel enough. And what's that? What's the government doing? Saying, you know, you need to have maximum strength. And ah, oh, aren't you being ridiculous? And uh, well, a couple of days after the prime minister coming out again, taking the lead for the democratic world, because. Again, as we pointed out, it's not like the U.S. would be particularly credible sending this message in public. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of days later, a temporary ceasefire. Four days announced hostages being returned, Palestinian prisoners being returned. Israel Israel's returning mostly women, female prisoners, but at a rate of like almost like three to one for hostages and for every 10 day, every 10 hostages returned. Additionally, there's extra days and now two extra days have been added. This happened relatively soon after the prime minister stood up in public and said maximum restraint for which everybody tried to politically crucify him. And all of a sudden now we've got a ceasefire and now we've added two extra days and Let's hope that the Prime Minister of Qatar, because he's the one who's like negotiating all this stuff, can find an opening within that period as the extra 10 days keep on being added to maybe make this ceasefire a bit longer, even though both belligerents have promised and sworn up and down that as soon as all this is over, they're just going back to fighting. But there is actually an opening because he maintained Axis, as many other leaders did. Um, and then... Uh, yesterday, oh yes, <laughs> which led, of course, to uh, a story coming out on CBC about, um, who was it, uh, offended, Isaac Herzog, who is, I believe, the president of Israel, because Israel has a prime minister and president, mm -hmm. said that his call, the prime minister's call for maximal strength, offended the Israeli president. Well, pardon my language, but who fucking who? It's war. If you've got time to be offended, buddy, by what the prime minister is saying, then you are not putting all your energy into engaging in your war in a manner that will actually kill as few innocent civilians as possible. Look, I'm sorry. It's like, really? <laughs> You're going to be offended? And then, so we got the peace deal. Um, for now, at least, not peace deal, but ceasefire or temporary pause or whatever it is that you want to call it, whatever name you want to use it 
fewer people are dying and some aid is getting in. And that's what people were asking for and hostages are getting out. And then yesterday, two things happened. Number one, Google folded. Over the last X number of months, it's been, oh my God, the prime minister wants to censor the news. And then at the same time, he wants to buy off the newspapers to get favorable press that he wants to censor. And it's very confusing. So, but Google turns around and says, hey, no, 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 no. Um, you know what? About three weeks before the ban is about to go into place, C-18 is going to go into effect. Yeah, you know what? Um, we like Canadians actually clicking on Google and we don't want to divert people to one of our competitors. So, yeah, we'll sign that. So there's about $100 million that is going now to the press. That wasn't going there before. And I heard some people going, ah, oh, well, Trudeau promised that there'd be 200 and something million dollars going to it. No, it wasn't a promise. It was an estimate. Mm -hmm. They estimated, made a calculation of how much they thought. And nobody goes into a negotiation saying, we promised this outcome because there's like another party to negotiate with. And people go in with starting positions. And then they make compromises and come up with a deal, which is what happened. Some people are saying, oh, well, the prime minister said we could get 200 something million. He caved. It's like, so did Google. It's like, okay, well, let's say if the prime minister's estimated 172 million from Google, there's 100 million. Who's closer to the target? Google didn't want to pay anything at all at first. They're paying 100 million. The original estimate might have been 172. You're getting 100 of that. That's 100 million more than there was yesterday. Yeah. If it was estimated 232 million from both of them, Google and Meta, some guy said, oh, well, yeah, it's only 43% of what was promised. Again, not promised, estimated, and it's 43% more than there was the day before. And let's not forget the fact that they said this would never happen and that we should bow down to big corporate media, a big corporate exactly. tech. Like, exactly. It would never happen and you're censoring and why are you punishing Canadians? And then it's like, well, that's because one of the two parties have settled the deal. The other one hasn't yet. Um, if Google, which is bigger than Meta, made a deal, what are the odds that there's a deal with Meta coming? There's still three weeks before. This comes into effect. It would be really interesting to hear what Michael Geist has to say about this because he's been the one that's been all over anywhere he can saying, this is censorship and we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Well, turns out there's a hundred million more. So nice spin. It's not spin. It's a reality. There's now a hundred million dollars in the fund. Like what's wrong with you people? There's no satisfying them no matter what you do. It's, it's, it's too much or it's not enough, no matter what. They will bitch, complain, and, and heckle in the House of Commons every single freaking day because they can't handle the fact that they're not in control. They don't have the reins of power, so they will bitch and complain nonstop till the sun's, sun doesn't shine anymore. I just, I'm so goddamn fed up with all these fucking chuds. All of them, every single last fucking one of them, including these 200 fucking Nazis that showed up in Ottawa last night at oh, uh, the Preston Event Center on Preston Street in downtown Ottawa in Little Italy, a place I will never set foot in again. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, well, you know. I'm just so and sick of all of it. I'm, you know, I, I'm... Look, my mental health is not good. My physical well-being is not good right now. And I've got to put up with all of this shit from these fucking assholes who want to take our country and destroy it. Look, I, I saw this show yesterday with Charles and Dean. And both of those gentlemen were far more eloquent than I could ever be because I am pissed off. I'm angry. And I'm tired of this. And I'm tired of, of terrible people having their say constantly and getting away with it, going unanswered. I mean, finally, Pierre Polyev or Jeff or Skippy or whatever his name is, uh, uh, Pierre Chapur, uh, I don't know. Finally, he's been taken to task, but he's gotten away with his lies for so bloody long. It, it's just, it's wrong. And, and we need, 
we need to get our shit together. We need to get collectively together and we need to fight back against the powers that would rather subjugate us than govern for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as you were mentioning with the Google deal, right? They said it would never happen. Let's just roll over. Now, Google got something out of it, right? The estimate was originally 172 million. Google estimated the value at 100 million. The government settled on that. Uh, Google was also going to have to negotiate um, with different media organizations. They said, well, if we're going to do this, we'd rather deal with one single point of contact. So the new regulations will allow, according to CBC, Google to negotiate with a single group that would represent all media, allowing the company to limit its arbitration risk. So that was very important as well. Um, It says in the article, faced with Google's threat to stop distributing Canadian news, the Canadian government seems to have softened its position. But the government source argues that an agreement constitutes a victory and a net gain for Canadian media. The framework for single negotiation is likely to serve as an example for other countries, the source added. Because remember, there's a whole bunch of other, again, once again, we are going first. Once again, because our prime minister is the elder statesman. So everybody was relying and waiting to see what the result is on this. This is going to help not only here, but media in other countries around the world. Look, Australia was the first one to do it. And everybody's like, it won't work, it won't work. It worked. Yeah. Worked in in Australia. Australia, In Australia, the reason why it worked, they're all saying, and it did contribute to that, is that Google, I believe, and Facebook decided to pull their services when there were wildfires or something going on down there. And there was emergency information getting out and that made them look real bad. And they weren't able to survive the public relations hit. So, you know, greedy people, when they're going to be greedy, are going to be greedy at a moment when they really, really, really shouldn't have. (laughs) You can almost count on that and then the tide will turn. But that deal is there. So that's another victory. And um, speaking about rolling over, well, the conservatives in particular seem to have a thing for demanding that our prime minister roll over and just give up and show his belly, Mm -hmm. particularly when it comes to dictators. So when we respected our extradition agreement with our most important partner, the United States, and arrested Meng Wanzhou. And we kept her under house arrest for nearly two years. Mm -hmm. And the Communist Party of China tried to pressure us with hostage diplomacy and trade sanctions. And you had the conservatives going, oh, you know what? We should have just let her go by through the United States and let them deal with it. Or, okay, that's enough now, Trudeau. Just cave and give Xi what he wants. This is costing us. This is costing us. Yeah. Defending democracy costs. Defending your national sovereignty costs. Because had we given China what we wanted, we would have created the precedent that, hey, China, when you say how it's going to work here in Canada, we just do it. It becomes we become pretty much a vassal state. Mm-hmm. China law starts to apply here. The Communist Party of Canada law starts to apply here. He didn't. He played the long game. He knew there was an election coming. He knew that if Biden won, that it was going to be over. And Biden won in what two days after? Mm-hmm. China. Oh yeah, okay. Do-do-do. We're done. Here you go. And then now Putin, the director, big dictator, invading Ukraine, and they're throwing Ukraine under the bus because apparently, I guess, I guess we're not being nice enough to, to Vlad now. <laughs> we're literally, they're literally trying to hobble Ukraine's accession to the EU. It's like that's weird. And then what's going on in Israel? There's some pretty brutal things. He says, maximum restraint. How dare you? And then we get a temporary ceasefire. And then the latest thing, which happened yesterday, which is probably the big thing, 
uh, when it came to Prime Minister Modi, when the Prime Minister had the whole diplomatic corps for several, several months doing things behind the scene, as you should be, then went there and had the discussion in quiet with Modi behind the scenes, which is how it should be. And instead of having a partner that said, oh my God, this is terrible. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. We'll look into this. Got blasted. And then the conservatives were, oh, Trudeau, you're a big, big meanie for making Modi look bad. And where's your proof? And you have no evidence. And oh, look, even not that your allies are not standing by you. And then Secretary Blinken from the United mm. States says something. And then all of a sudden we find out that uh, some of the information came from our Five Eyes partners because, as we explained, it's all the intelligence that they decide to sort of like put up on a mm. cloud, I guess, for some type of not the cloud like we say but let's the let's say the concept of a cloud it's like they make a library of the stuff that they're willing to put up there for the other four to consider and there was information in there and then yesterday headline in cbc u.s indictment alleges multiple indian assassination plots across north america yeah, I was just about to link to that yeah, indictment suggests there were plans to carry out three killings on canadian territory three more so let's read this. A newly unsealed U.S. criminal indictment has unleashed an unprecedented flood of details about an alleged plot connected to the Indian government to carry out multiple assassinations in North America. Perhaps the most surprising allegation in the murder-for-hire indictment filed in the New York State against Indian national Nikhil Gupta is a claim that there were plans to carry out three such killings on Canadian soil. So there's actually a court case. Now, mm -hmm. the indictment made public Wednesday accuses Gupta of attempting this year to arrange one killing in New York after receiving instructions from an Indian government employee. Yes. Hmm. While the charges involve an alleged scheme in New York City, U.S. prosecutors allege it's connected to a case that ruled Canada-India relations. It's connected. Imagine that. Imagine look, wait, that. wait, wait. Look at, look at how connected it is. Look at how connected that is. Mm -hmm. Head of the IDU, all cuddling up and smiley face with Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of, uh, is he Prime Minister or President? I can't remember, Prime, Prime Minister of India. Yeah. Who has some regional elections coming up. Mm -hmm. And I believe federal elections next year. And uh, you know who else was a big, 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 big pal of Modi? Mm -hmm. Patrick Brown. Yes. He was, I mean, he was actually making it a selling point. We need to move away from China. Maybe we should look to India. Well, maybe we should be asking a few more questions. Maybe India is also not our partner in that area. Maybe we should stick to the other middle powers like Indonesia and Vietnam and, and all of those because uh, China and India seem to have their own designs on what it is that they think they can do in other countries. Just like Pipi thinks he has some designs on what it is he can do in other countries. Well, the way he rages on about Beijing and po Chinese police stations and blah, blah. I'm like, he doesn't say the word China. He'll never say that. Yes. Because he was an envoy to China and he was part of the government that handcuffed us to China for 30 plus years. They, yeah. they gloss over that part. Completely yeah. gloss over it. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting part because we've been asking for the cooperation of the government of India. Mm-hmm. In a related development Wednesday, the Indian government announced it will conduct a high-level inquiry into the U.S. allegations. According to the Associated Press, an Indian government official directed a plot to assassinate a prominent Sikh separatist leader living in New York. That's the part we said. U.S. officials became aware in the spring of the plot to kill um, Gurpatwant Sin Panum, who advocated for the creation of a sovereign, sovereign Sikh state and is considered a terrorist by the Indian government for the exact same reason that Hajit Singh Najjar was allegedly assassinated here. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration interceded and set up a sting with an undercover agent posing as a hitman after the conspirators recruited an international narcotics trafficker in the plot to kill the activist for $100,000. The conspirators recruited an international narcotics trafficker working with narcotics traffickers, it would appear the official in India was. And interesting that there was a story about cocaine on the Prime Minister's plane. Yeah. Hmm. 
The Indian government official was not charged nor identified by name in an indictment unsealed Wednesday, but was described as, quote, a senior field officer with responsibilities in security management and intelligence said to have previously served in India's Central Reserve Police Force. Hmm. The charges carry a potential penalty of up to 20 years in prison. Well. Mm-hmm. The indictment said Gupta was recruited in May by the unidentified Indian government employee to orchestrate the assassination of Panun, who was only identified in court papers as victim. Gupta contacted a criminal associate to help find a hitman to carry out the killing, but that person happened to be a confidential source working with the DEA. The confidential source then introduced Gupta into a purported hitman who was actually a DEA agent. In June, the Indian government employee gave Gupta the home address of Panun his phone numbers, and details about his daily conduct, including surveillance photos which Gupta passed along to the undercover DE agent, the indictment said. Oops. It said Gupta directed the undercover agent to carry out the killings as soon as possible without conflicting with anticipated engagements between high-level U.S. and Indian officials because India is trying to, I believe, get a seat permanently on the Security Council of the United States. Yeah, I'm guessing that's not happening anytime soon. Quote, the defendant conspired from India to assassinate right here in New York City, a U.S. citizen of Indian origin. Mm -hmm. Again, Canadian citizen of Indian origin, who has publicly advocated for the establishment of a sovereign state for six, an ethno-religious minority group in India, U.S. Attorney Damien Williams, the chief federal prosecutor in Manhattan, said, quote, we will not tolerate efforts to assassinate U.S. citizens on U.S. soil and stand ready to investigate, thwart, and prosecute anyone who seeks to harm and silence Americans here or abroad. The charges were the second major recent accusation of complicity of Indian government officials in an attempt to kill Sikh separatist figures. And then they talk about, this is the Associated Press article, they talk about in September, Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau said there were credible allegations that the Indian government had links to the assassination in that country of Hardeep Singh Najjar. India rejected the accusation as absurd, but Canada expelled a top Indian diplomat and India responded with the same measure while it now seems that the accusations that it was absurd were absurd funny how that happens well there's a there's a tweet here i want to read to you that kind of sums it up conservative party of canada responses to tech giants not paying for news contents and foreign nationals murdering canadian citizens appear to be similar roll over and take it i really wonder how pierre polyev would have handled negotiations with google that's from It McDies on the Twitter or the X, whatever it's called. Zitter? Yeah. I don't know what I'm calling it today. Well, let's put it this way. If the same position they have towards Google is the same position they have towards Xi, mm-hmm. show your belly and get your scritches. Yeah. Be a good little pet. Yeah, good puppy. You're going to do what we tell you. Look, Skippy will do whoever pays him the most. That's it. He would bend over for Z and Modi and any other despot that is offering him power and money. Mm -hmm. Yep. Michael Kugelman, director of the Wilson Center of South Asia's Institute, said Washington's bet on India as a strategic partner to counter China will likely prevent a bilateral crisis. Quote, in most cases, if Washington accuses a foreign government of staging an assassination on its soil, U.S. relations with that government would plunge into crisis. But the relationship with India is a special case. It's notable that once the administration found out, it didn't scale down engagement with India. High-level meetings went on as scheduled. But if there's pressure on the administration from the public over Capitol Hill to take a stronger stand, it will be hard to ignore. The White House declined to comment directly on charges against Gupta, but said administration officials acted quickly. Quote, when we were made aware of the fact that the defendant in this case had credibly indicated that he was directed to arrange the murder by an individual who was assessed to be an employee of the Indian government, we took this information very seriously and engaged in direct conversations with the Indian government at the highest levels to express our concern. Now, that would probably indicate... I would assume that if there are charges announced yesterday in court, that that process began quite a while ago, which means that when the prime minister was talking to the Indian government about it, probably the U.S. was talking about it too. And yet the Indian government 
came out with these accusations against mm-hmm. our prime minister. I don't know how they, again, I guess they thought that winning the nanosecond was going to be enough. Yeah, that's all that matters to them. But if the United States is also talking to you about it at the same time or similar times, that's probably not your, and you know you're doing it, mm-hmm. it's probably not your best play. I'm just... Nanosecond win. That's all they care about. Uh, that's it. We scored a point today. Hooray for us. And then then try and lie their way out of the points they lost the following day. Yeah. Now back to the CBC article. The indictment alleges the Indian government employee said the killing had accelerated the timetable for the assassination in New York. That was the, the killing here of... Uh, of, um, of Sorry, kind of, of Singh Nijar here in mm, Canada. Nijar um, I'd forgotten his name temporarily. Sorry, I apologize for that. Uh, so that the assassination of Nijar accelerated the timetable for the one in New York. Gupta allegedly sent his supported, supposed contact killer a video of Nijar's body and told him to, quote, do it quickly. Um, Let's see, days before the Nizar shooting, Gupta allegedly mentioned, quote, a big target in Canada during one phone call. He also allegedly sent a ten- text message mentioning the need for a good team in Canada. After Nizar's shooting, he mentioned in a phone call that a different hitman had handled it. Quote, we didn't give to the undercover officer this job, so some other guy did this job in Canada. CBC News has reported that the Canadian authorities amassed both human and signals intelligence before Prime Minister Justin Trudeau dropped the bombshell allegation in the House of Commons in September that the Indian government was connected to Nishar's killing, and the allegation triggered a diplomatic rift with India. Last week, the Financial Times reported that the U.S. officials had filed a criminal indictment and thwarted a similar plot against Gupertwat Singh Panam, a citizen of the United States and Canada. Um... So Canadian ministers, uh, there have not been charges laid in Canada yet over Nijar's killing. Asked about the cases Wednesday, Canada's public safety minister expressed confidence in the criminal process. Dominique Leblanc also said Canadian and American officials have been cooperating closely. I have every confidence that the RCMP are doing the rigorous, important work that we expect of them, he told reporters in Ottawa. We're going to let them conclude their investigation. Canada's foreign minister was asked a related question Wednesday. Why had the U.S. authorities managed to thwart a purported assassination when Canada had not? Melanie Jolie said she would not comment on a U.S. criminal case, but added she expected more from India, which has expelled dozens of Canadian diplomats. Quote, clearly we expect more cooperation on their part and no more engagement. And sorry, clearly we expect more cooperation on their part and more engagement on their part, Jolie said from Brussels, where she was attending a NATO meeting. The Prime Minister echoed the sex sentiment. Quote, the news coming out of the United States further underscores what we've been talking about from the very beginning, which is India needs to take this seriously. The Indian government needs to work with us to ensure that we're getting to the bottom of this. This is not something that anyone can take lightly. So here it seems that the the crime now of our prime minister is no longer that he was a big meanie and embarrassed and was not very nice to Modi bringing it up. But it's, well, how come the United States was able to thwart an assassination and you didn't? You just realized that the prime minister helped thwart at least four more assassinations. Mm -hmm. You can't prevent everything. It's like, why didn't you stop that earthquake? Why didn't you stop that pandemic from coming? I was like, gee, if you what's he going to do to protect Canadian citizens yes. and bring home security? Yeah. If you didn't, if you, how come the carbon tax hasn't worked yet to solve climate change? It's like, you can't prevent all assassinations. But one happened. And he prevented more. So the narrative is actually Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, international hero. That should have some conservative spitting dentures. So now it's we can't have that. So it's like, well, you didn't prevent it here in the United States, did you? You're weak. That that's going to be the line now. Nothing is ever good enough, fast enough, or enough.
He was at the head. He was the first public face to say something. And if this is happening in Canada, and if this is happening in the United States, it's happening in Australia. It's probably happening oh, yeah. in New Zealand. It's prob it's anywhere where there is a Sikh diaspora, there are Sikhs who believe in a Khalistan. And there are probably wow. Sikhs that have come from India who are living somewhere else who are considered separatists. Well, they are separatists, but India considers them to be terrorists. So it's probably happened in other places, or there are probably plots in other places. Germany. Belgium, maybe. Oh, no doubt. We This might be the beginning of an unveiling of an actual string or pattern of behavior. Well, I mean, it is a pattern. One is a happening. Two mm. is a hmm. Three starts to be a pattern. We're already at four or five plots in two countries. Mm. How much you want to bet over the next couple of days? There are five nations you in the five more. Yeah. The I, UK. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> The UK, yeah. <laughs> which has a very large Indian diaspora. So, yeah. yeah, Cassie Lake, wouldn't it be great if the JT stood up in the House of Commons and simply said, told ya. He has too much class to do that, but oh, it would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then there was that clip of Karina Gould. Yes, oh, I saw dude, that. I wish I had it real, real right handy. Well, and the problem is every time she, she actually speaks up, they start to heckle her. And, and, and I just, why aren't they being told to shut their pie holes? Because if I was in the gallery, I would be screaming my head off. Yep. And, if, and, and I do it to any party that heckled any member of parliament speaking, even if I completely disagree with that member of parliament has to say, let them speak, shut your pie hole, you get your chance. It's like a debate. And that's why there's a speaker there. You direct it. The question is directed to the speaker. The speaker directs the question to the member of parliament. The parliament directs their response to the speaker. The speaker redirects. And that's how it goes. Yep. Yep. So we have the clip here. Now, again, uh, this is not from yesterday. But if you have the time, I really recommend that you watch yesterday's question period. Uh, because it was Wednesday, which is the day if the prime minister is there, takes more than just the first two questions at the beginning. So the leader mm -hmm. of opposition, there's actually like three different segments of question period within it where the prime minister and the leader of opposition are going going at it. And uh, also, you know, the members of the other opposition parties. Um, if that's a sign of things to come... Um, I have a feeling that PP might just pay the fine and not show up at the debate because uh, the Prime Minister yeah, had a mess, but many times over, and PP just kept on walking the things, chin up, ass out, and getting flattened yesterday. And and not, I mean, some of them, yes, had some good taunts and zingers, but some of them was just plain facts and calling out behavior. Right. You got Kitsasi going prayer. Picking on picking on a pregnant woman is not a wise move. Yes. Karina Gould is one of the people that I mentioned when you mentioned the, the long list of people in cabinet who are effective speakers who know their material. So, uh, Mr. Grizzly, do we have it ready? Yes, sir. Just uh, bear with me for a second. Okay. And you'll have an example of what Mr. Grizzly has been saying about all the howler monkeys on the other side. Just party in this house that's flip-flopping and it's the conservatives with regards to their support for ukraine that's mr right. speaker the ukrainian canadian congress has expressed its disappointment with the conservatives for voting against the canada ukraine free trade agreement in fact they're calling on the conservatives to change their position to vote for the bill and to support ukraine mr speaker it's hard to trust what the leader of the opposition says because he keeps changing his position he says he supports ukraine but he didn't in his actions he could demonstrate direct his caucus to support this legislation and to support ukraine there, there. 
uh, it's ironic to hear from the leader of the official opposition about courage to admit he was wrong. In fact, on Thursday when he was called out by the media for alleging uh, falsely that there was a terrorist attack, instead of taking ownership like any Canadian would be expected to do, he blamed the media and he doubled down. Mr. Speaker, the leader of the opposition has a real challenge with taking responsibility for his actions and his decisions. And quite frankly, Canadians deserve better and they deserve to know the truth behind his decisions and his actions. Thank you. Here, here, here. Here's another cold blooded murder. Watch this. The leader of the Conservatives is demonstrating this week that he just can't tell the truth to Canadians. So whether it's the Canada-Ukraine free trade agreement where there is no price on pollution, he can't tell the truth to Canadians what he is doing. Whether it is with regard to why he jumped to the conclusion that it was a terrorist attack, he can't tell the truth to Canadians. Whether it's with regards to misogynistic hashtags on YouTube, he can't tell the truth to Canadians. But the real questions Canadians should ask themselves is why did the leader of the opposition direct his party to vote against the Canada-Ukraine free trade? Is it because there is a group of Conservative members of Parliament who are pro-Russia and anti-Ukraine? That's right. They have to cover That's for them? Is that what's going on? Well, we call that um, a butt kicking. Cold blooded, calm. Again, I will guess wearing sensible shoes given how pregnant she is, but let's assume pregnant and in heels. Mm -hmm. Okay? Delivering it. Really delivering it. And notice every time she said something that just might be a little true yet unflattering how the volume from the other side went up no no you can't be saying that don't say that out loud we're gonna make more noise so other people can she's mic'd yeah okay <laughs> it's it's like a useless exercise but just the level the level of disrespect it's disgusting I would have. It's disgusting. Now, because as the kids know, petty is my favorite color. Had <laughs> I would have been there, I'd have said, and Mr. Speaker, right now the fetus in my belly is displaying more, more maturity than the leader of the opposition and his fellow colleagues. Well, I mean, that's not a difficult thing to do, is it? Thing. <laughs> and then, of leader, course, leader of the opposition and then of course you would have expected the how dare you use your fetus for political gain ah, that's our shtick ah, we use your fetus for political gain ah. <laughs> Pierre Polyev is he really for common sense he's billed taxpayers $3,374,573 in six months that's $18,644 per day. And you know, that thing that he does before he does his quotes, I don't see how repeatedly having your picture in a, the Nixon pose is a good thing. Is a good thing. Also, it keeps on labeling everything common sense conservatives. Well, right now, uh, there's a book out on Mike Harris, or, or is it Mike Harris's book? I'm not good. I haven't really paid all that attention, but. Uh, that guy was the original common sense conservative. Mm. If there's anybody in Ontario, do you remember what the Mike Harris years were like? Oh. I sure the hell do, because that was the year I was entering university when I was supposed to get grants to go along with my OSAP loans, and then all the grants stopped. I was literally the first class that graduated with like over $25,000 of student loans. Yes, which, yeah, by the way, those student yeah. loans used to be issued by the province of Ontario yes. at a reasonable interest rate, and they had really good terms about when you had to start repaying them, but under my Harris, they switched it to the, bank. the banking industry, yeah. a for-profit industry that wants to profit off of starving students. Hmm. 
You know what I say to all those students? And it's legal to do in this country. You know what? I can't afford to repay this. I'll just have to declare bankruptcy. Hmm. Because you can do that in Canada. You cannot in the United States. Yes, that's true. That's absolutely true. Which is bizarre because you can you can go bankrupt for medical debt in the U.S., which thank goodness is not a thing here. But but for for educational debt, no, you can't. You have to. You will. That will come out of your estate. They will take that from your cold dead hands. They don't care. So you know, here's this one way to fight back. I do have a a, um, um, a little spreadsheet here to show you. Mm-hmm. Um, expenses. Uh, Pierre Polyev, leader of the official opposition, conservative. These are just monies that he's spent in the last little while. So storing away, like he's got three entries here. Yeah, he always has three for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like millions of dollars. Yeah, and we'll just take a look here. It just keeps going, going up and up and up and up. I don't know what each column represents, unfortunately. However, oh, there we go. No, that's not it. Uh, they don't show it there. I do have one's is uh, Stornoway, uh, one's is uh, his office, and one's I believe uh, there we go. Party itself. Salaries, travel, hospitality, and contracts. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Those are the three exactly. So, and that's what that's the latest one yet yeah, till March twenty twenty three. Yeah, and April first. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah, two quarters since he's been leader. Three, three point six million. Yeah. So there are still June, uh, I guess the, the June to September numbers are not out yet. Those should be correct. interesting. Yes, because he was really gallivanting at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how are we doing on time, Mr. Grizzly? Got to run. Got to run. All right, kids, cubs. Um, oh, well, I just saw this. <laughs> Some interesting messages here. Uh, Kit Hugh says, welcome to your Metamucil years, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mr. By the way, uh, Mr. Beaver Jazzy just said I would trust that man with my life. I just want to like hug him. He's great. Ah, uh, well, here you go. Just come right here. Oh, there you go. It's a big beaver hug. Thank you for saying that, Jazzy. Appreciate that. That's so sweet. Ah, oh, we got the best kids, don't we? Hell yeah, we really do. It doesn't matter how bad a mood I am. If I have, I mean, it's very rare I wake up in a bad mood, but if I'm a little groggy and whatnot, just like a couple of minutes with the kids and I'm just happy. They bring mm. me so much joy. I love it. <laughs> All right, kids, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Oh, one little thing I forgot to add. Um, you're going to see some articles. Jen Gerson has already put one out saying, oh, look at this. The poll is still showing. The polls, like the Nanos poll is like a four-week rolling poll. Mm-hmm. And part of the last week that was in happened before all of this stuff happened. So they're just running with that numbers. It's really disingenuous. But these things usually don't show up right away. Take some time to percolate. Now, the leader of opposition has had two terrible weeks absolutely terrible and it doesn't look like it's about to get better for him anytime soon no because people are starting to ask questions and wonder right so this stuff needs to percolate and let's just say if the trend is your friend and this trend continues to be going bad for the conservatives for the next few weeks and going well for the prime minister and then you're going to get christmas discussions and whatnot might show up a little later might not show up then but there's two years to go. These are all things. How much he lies, how he betrays other, how he flip-flops. If liberals start hammering on this for two years, just like PP has been hammering for the last year and a half on interest rates and just inflation and the prime minister doesn't care about housing, there's going to be a drumbeat. At some point, it is going to appear, especially if the economy starts getting better for certain people. Or there's a, you know, inflation gets down to close closer to two percent, and the Bank of Canada decides, hey, we're going to have a rate cut here or there. There's still a lot of game left to be played, kids. A lot of game, and the Prime Minister keeps on showing over and over and over again that he plays the long game. He's going to take a few hits. He took lots of hits on C18. Oh, look, Google caved. He took hits on Israel. Oh, look, we got a ceasefire. He took hits on India. 
oh, look, there are charges in the United States and there's an emerging pattern of behavior. He plays the long game. And he's perfectly willing to take a couple of hits. So don't lose faith. There's evidence by what's taking place. Yep. We we have track records and pattern of behavior over time. We know where this is going. Again, a train leaves Chicago and a train leaves New York. <laughs> at some point, there's going to be, they're going to cross at some point, right? So, uh, and like I said, if question period yesterday was any indication. Mm. All right. Please let your peeps and poops know all about us because sharing is caring and your word of mouth is priceless and it means the world to us. If you would like to make sure you do not miss an episode, thanks to the Ray Girl, you don't have to. And uh, we have two more new episodes up uh, for you on podcast version. And uh, I will uh, get the descriptions written for the other ones today to get to Mr. Grizzly. So hopefully uh, by the time uh, tomorrow comes, uh, all the shows for this week uh, will be up for you. And uh, I thank you for your patience. Um, as like I said, Mr. Grizzly hasn't been well and I haven't been sleeping well. So we're just a little behind, but we'll get the stuff to you and we appreciate your patience. Um, you go to our pod page. That's a little squiggly right there. You scan it. Or if you're listening at home, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And uh, that way you don't have to miss anything. When it's fresh off the bandwidth, you get it. And if you like to subscribe to things, well, then you have to make like Kit Elaine. Absolutely. And go to our true north eager beaver YouTube site, where I think we are like close to like about like within 25 or at least within 30 of our 500 goal. something like it's that, a, yeah. it's it, it, there seems to be a, an uptick in the speed since i appeared on a uh, dean's show and and also gets well that and the shorts help as well as uh i launched an advertising campaign that i didn't even tell you about. oh lovely great um i'd love to hear about it when we have the time um so please do go to that. We really appreciate that. And if you would like to give us uh, some direct support, then you can please find our tip jar, our emergency hydration fund, at uh, that little squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head. And if you're listening at home, that's coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And uh, we appreciate everything uh, that you are able to do for us. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I, if you want to write to us, True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. And uh, if you're listening on Apple, please give us some stars and some reviews. Uh, we really appreciate that. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us? Yeah. Fight the power. And the power that be uh, is not necessarily the man in charge right now. I'm talking about the official leader of the loyal opposition or loyal leader of the official opposition or whatever Jeff is wants to anoint himself, uh, anoint himself with, we can't let these people continue to get away with their lies day after day after day. And look, they're finally calling it out in the House of Commons and they're finally calling it out in the media and it's long overdue. The problem is we have to get the people that he's got on his side to understand how much of a lying, cheating asshole he is. He will say and do anything to get power. He does not want to govern, he wants to rule. That's it. And we need to let people know. Spreading the word via this show certainly helps. Mm. I mean, sure, it's self-serving. We want to grow the show, but we want to grow the show for the reason we started the show, was to inform Canadians. And we're going to inform you when any politician does something that is bad. Period. Doesn't matter their stripe. It doesn't matter their political party. We're going to let you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, kids. Be kind too, and gentle with yourselves. Stay with us. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. 
All right. A couple little things that I missed, but uh, you need to keep your eyes out from. Um, the conservatives are trying two tricks to change the channel. One, uh, trying to make some claims that uh, there's a risk that Paul Bernardo will be released to a minimum security prison. Uh, Canadian Corrections has said that's not going to happen. Uh, and uh, you will notice that in this discourse, the same people that uh, tried to politically crucify the Prime Minister for allegedly interfering in the administration of justice with SNC-Lavalin, which he could do because we have DPAs for that type of thing, are now mad at him because he sat on his hands and did nothing and did not interfere with the administration of justice with Bernardo. A little weird. Rachel Thomas is leading that charge. She's also leading the charge on um, that uh, bill for um, farmers, part where the carbon tax is going to apply on uh, grain dry mm -hmm. fuel. Uh, she says, and you need to cut this now because it's going to cost people more. You know what else costs people more? Bad crop yields because of floods, mm -hmm. droughts, and fires. But she doesn't want to do that. So there's two well, again, there. Narrow focus cannot see refuses to see the bigger mm -hmm. picture then you got and again does not understand chaos theory no. and then you got Yves-François Blanchet the leader of the Bloc Québécois who for some reason stood up in the house yesterday and asked whether or not he should cancel going to Christmas events because his Canadian Human Rights Commission pointed out that you know if you just have a strict focus on just Christmas with nothing else unless of course you're Catholic you know mm -hmm. you might not be including everyone which the Prime Minister flattened him and said um our diversity is our strength. We celebrate all the holidays. Yes. And of course, it's not crazy. Say, say Merry Christmas is not racist. But apparently, no. Blanchette was trying to play that card. Blanchette, who has uh, online called people who are not white, mm -hmm. accused them of wanting the lynching during the George Floyd thing. So yeah. apparently, the Black is borrowing a page from MAGA as well. And then finally, um, when I say our premiers are the problem, according to Statistics Canada, more than 19,700 Canadians died of COVID last year, the highest number since the pandemic began in 2020. Yeah. No news because the premiers just made it go away by changing the channel and not reporting as much. So our premiers are literally just letting us die while patting themselves on the back. No premier has shown more depraved indifference for our lives than Premier Scott Moe. Saskatchewan's life expectancy has fallen the most over the past three years, dropping a full two years from 80.5 in 2019 to 78.5 in 2022. Well, and, and they just continue to cut health care budgets left, right, and center and privatize as quickly as they yeah. can. Premier Blaine Higgs is trying his best to hold Mould's beer in New Brunswick, saw the biggest decline in life expectancy last year, from 80.9 years to 79.8, 1.1 years. Cancer and heart disease were the leading cause of death in Canada, accounting for 41.8% of deaths in 2022, while COVID caused about 6% of deaths. The rate of COVID-19 deaths in Atlanta, Canada was greater than seven times higher in 2022 than 2021. Wow. Mostly all, these are all conservative go. governments except for Newfoundland and Labrador. Okay. Well, Our premiers are literally letting us die. Then so they don't know. care. All right. Sorry to end on a downer, but eyes wide open, kids. Have a great day. See you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 
do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.